actually a wonderful uh, experience for us to have Paolo here. Uh, we've been working with Paolo for a long, long time. And let me introduce you to <laughs> this collaboration that One Million by One Million has had with Oracle for now five years. That's saying a lot to have a long, successful collaboration that started with a minuscule project at Oracle, and then today we are uh, doing an enormous amount of work. So Paolo Hubara is Group Vice President at Oracle Applications Lab, and um, there's a whole team around Paolo that we work with, and uh, we kind of designed, on One Million by One Million designed its entire incubator-in-a-box incubator platform based on the original experiment that Paolo, Vinay Deshmukh, Susan Hoffman, and Maureen and I, and uh, we, we started doing in 2013. So we just kind of, I think Vinay heard me speak at some MIT event and, uh, and came to me and was like, hey, so I, I, I see what you're doing. Is there something we can do together at Oracle? And then when I went to Paolo and said, oh, I heard Shramana speak. And, and Paolo and I had already known each other when Paolo was running Open Bravo, which is an open source software company. So it was an incredibly interesting, organic um, experience of a group of people coming together and just brainstorming and creating a program. So it's been really delightful. Today we want to share some of what we have learned, what we have done, how we think about um, internal innovation at Oracle. So um, the way we run this program today is um, twice a year we have Oracle One Million by One Million Intrapreneurship Challenges inside Oracle. And this is a program that is open to all of Oracle and we invite people to apply for uh, scholarships to study with the One Million by One Million program to learn how to take an idea, flesh out an idea, validate an idea, develop the business case for that idea, and then you know, present it to Oracle for consideration as a potential you know, new product idea or a new module within an existing product area and so on and so forth but with the primary objective of developing people and teaching them how to bring a product to market, all the way from idea to business case development. So let me actually turn it over to Paolo to explain to you from his point of view what he thinks we are doing here and what are the goals and objectives of the Corporate Innovation Program at Oracle. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, as Ramana said, this was a, a very interesting story. So, I, a bit of background on me. I, I started my career at Oracle and I spent, I think, the first 14 years of my career at Oracle. And then I left and I went and worked for the company that Ramana mentioned, Open Bravo, where I initially was the head of product development and then I became the CEO. And I first met Ramana when she interviewed me as part of that experience. So, she, she interviewed me as, a, as an entrepreneur for a, in, in a startup. And, and then later on, I kind of I joined back Oracle in, in my current role. And one of the first things that had been told to me was that Vinay, who was part of my team, had been in touch with Ramana and was kind of considering a, a, a program. And not knowing Ramana, knowing, knowing her reputation, I was immediately, immediately interested. And the reason why I was immediately interested was because 
having having spent a lot of time in my previous experience at Oracle, I knew that Oracle was a very, very strong engineering organization. With a lot of people at Oracle, in particular in product development, I'm, I'm part of the product development organization, particularly in product development, know how to develop products. But then when you go in and work in a startup, and you are in an organization that does not, does not have as many resources as Oracle, you learn that kind of just having a great product is not enough. You really need to learn the product market fit, you need to learn how to pitch the product, you need to know the addressable market, you need to know all of the things that the One Million by One Million program um, teaches. And, and so I thought it was, and I was very intrigued by the fact that we could give that experience and the exposures to those problematics and to those teams to, to employees in the company so that they could, they really could gain um, not th those set of skills, and they could complement their um, not their traditional strong engineering skills. Now, I'm not saying that Oracle doesn't do uh, not total addressable market analysis, doesn't do competitive analysis, doesn't do customer relation. Of course, Oracle does all that for its established products, but that is done by a minority of of people and of the broad population of, of engineers or product managers within the company really aren't that exposed to, to those activities. And the One Million by One Million program was, for me, an opportunity to really expose people to, to those activities. And so we really looked at the One Million by One Million program as, a, as an educational um, program, really a way to complement the skills that people naturally acquire within the company with other skills that are not readily available within uh, within within Oracle, and that that is why we have been uh, we, we started that. Of course, there is the you know, the one million by one million is uh, is is a very hands-on program. You, you know, you, people attend the classes and then they you know, they work on an idea, they develop an idea, they develop a pitch on, on that idea, and that idea might or might not become. Uh, part of Oracle products and part of Oracle product roadmaps, and we have some cases where it did and, and many cases where it, where it didn't. Um, but, and that, that is another benefit. But the real goal really is the educational, the educational opportunity for, for employees. <laughs> so, um, you know, let's double-click down on, on how we have evolved the program a bit, uh, because when we started, the application process involved uh, people presenting their ideas, you know, very you know, seminal ideas, nascent, nebulous ideas, all right, but, but at that point in the application process, we were asking for people to submit ideas. But as we went through the evolution over the years, we have completely morphed the program. In the ap application stage, we do not ask for ideas anymore. What we ask to see is, why you want to learn what what is being taught here? What you do have some interest in entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, bringing products to market, taking an idea and developing that into a a product, business case, etc. Why do you want to learn that? Can you actually do, learn this through online learning and and so on and so forth? So. We kind of changed the application process from submitting ideas and evaluating ideas to submitting kind of like a college essay. And that speaks to what Paolo just explained about um, 
you know, this being primarily a, a human resource development uh, strategy for Oracle in that a lot of people who apply for the program actually don't really know how to come up with a good idea before going through at least three months of the curriculum where we teach some of the building blocks of methodology of how to come up with a good idea and how to, you know, flesh out a good idea. So, Paolo, if you want to comment on that, I think it's a very important aspect of how we have evolved the program. Yeah, absolutely. As I said, now we have all the program that way, really making it more of a of a of a college. So it's just you now we we want to assess the motivation of the person, their their ability to learn, their their willingness to learn, and the willingness to 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 be coached. Uh, a lot of people kind of come to the program perhaps with with different expectations, and and we want to make sure that the expectations are are, are very clear. Now there are other programs at Oracle that are uh, no hackathons, shipping events, and and things like that that are more. Hey, I have an idea, and I not I develop it, right? I I not I start development on building a prototype on that idea. So we really didn't want to you know, the one million by one million program to be. You know, it, it is complementary; it's not competitive with those ideas, but it's very different. Uh, it, it really is is about making sure that people understand what it takes to take to take a product to market successfully beyond developing a prototype or beyond developing uh, not developing the product technically. Uh, again, as I said, I think there are a lot of people at Oracle know how to develop a product, but not the, the yes. software skills that, that we have, you know, that, that are taught through the One Million by One Million program are perhaps a bit more difficult to find or difficult to learn. And, um, and so we really wanted to, to make sure that people had a very clear in their mind that this is what the program is about. It's not about not just about prototyping, it is about not what you want to learn, what you want to get out of the program. There is a lot of work that is required in the program. It's not an easy it's not an easy program for people to go through. Now you need to go through the classes and then you need to do a lot of work to develop your, your idea, the pitch and, and all that. So we also want to make sure that people people understand the level of commitment that we expect of them if they decide to participate in the program. So this, you know, this idea of you know, rather than starting from an idea, starting from from an, from an essay, really thought through that or kind of you know, help people understand that this was a was a different program. Um, now we continue to fine tune the program. Is you know, like like everything else is never is never finished. So every you know, every iteration we we do small changes, small tweaks, um, and no, so far it's been working very well. Yeah, and and uh, a couple of points on on what uh, what you said that we should probably also call out. Like uh, um, there are over 300, 400 hours worth of material, you know, in the curriculum that people have access to, and we want them to at least, you know, do a good 50, 100 hours worth of core curriculum studying in the first three months that they are in the program, in the Oracle Entrepreneurship Program. And then in that process, we want them to come up with the idea. So the program is split up into quarters. It's a one-year program that's split up into quarters. In the first quarter that you're in the program, we want you to go, go really study the core curriculum and come up with an idea. In the second three months, 
uh, segment you we want you to flesh out that idea come up with a you know validation some level of competitive analysis some level of TAM by the third quarter in the program we want you to have a pitch ready a customer pitch and a, an investor pitch with the assumption that your investor is Oracle in this case so Oracle management will start seeing your project once you have all of these pieces in place you need to have you know some level of validation some level of positioning um, competitive analysis TAM assessment ROI assessment etc all of these done in and, and a pitch that is a more sophisticated pitch and notice one very important choice we've made in designing this program is there's not one line of code writing in this entire process it is really teaching business skills as opposed to coding skills we know you can code you know vast majority of people doing this program are people who already know how to code so the real offer here is to teach people how to you know it's like a mini MBA of how to bring a product to market following entrepreneurial principles and that's the learning that we are offering here so Paolo what about engagement what are your thoughts why is the program so popular uh, it seems like there every time we run uh, a, an edition of the program there's a tremendous engagement tremendous interest and lots of applications people are coming to the roundtable so all through leading up to each session's application process there are six to eight weeks of pre preparation time when we want them want people from the oracle organization to come attend the public roundtables of one million by one million these kinds of roundtables and and there is a tremendous number of people who keep coming to these so what do you think is the, at the heart of that well, I think that the program is very unique, right? Is you know, this, this, as you said, you know, these are this is a mini MBA. This is you learn business skills. There are not that many other learning opportunities with uh, within Oracle, or quite frankly, even, even outside of Oracle, to, to learn those skills. And so I think that these are these are skills that people are very interested in. You know, the the popularity of entrepreneurship in general, I think, is certainly helps, and people want to have those skills, want to have those, those experience, want to have that that exposure. Um, I also want to say that you know, your your reputation also helps, and kind of having you know, having a a person of your caliber that helps us with this program is is, is important. I think is you know, is is very appealing for people that when they have you know, they can learn from somebody that is you know, is, is a is an industry recognized leader. You know, that is that is an aspect that is very appealing to people. And also, I would like to thank, I'll take this opportunity to thank Susan Hoffman in my team that does a fantastic job of promoting the, job, the, the program within the company. So I think Absolutely. These, these three facts Absolutely. Are, I think the, the duo of uh, Susan Hoffman and Maureen Kelly have really made a mac massive impact on the success of this program, no question. Yeah. So um, having a good team executing, if you are in the audience listening to this who, and you're looking at something um, you know, of equivalent caliber in your organization, the execution team is incredibly important. And I've seen a lot of execution teams not succeed in pulling off something that scalable and that high impact just because the execution has not been as good. So, uh, Paolo, let's talk about some of the ideas that are coming out of the program. What are some of the ones that you liked? And, uh, you know, what, what can we draw from, what conclusions do we draw from those? 
So the <clears throat> so we have been running this program for five years, so there have been a lot of ideas that that came through that. Um, a lot of them have been things that I that I personally like. Um, perhaps you know, if I need to mention a few of them, I will start perhaps with one that was from the very very beginning, and it was an idea that came out out of out of my team and was um, strategic network optimization. So strategic network optimization is about using optimization techniques, or if you want, perhaps now artificial intelligence to, to determine the most optimal location for sparse, sparse warehouses so that you can, you, know, you can minimize the, the number of warehouses and, and your overall inventory for, for spares without sacrificing the, the service level agreements with your customers. So you look at where your customers are, what is their past history of ordering, and you determine where you, not where you place the, the, the warehouses. So that was a really, really good idea that we actually deployed internally um, to optimize the warehouses for the Oracle hardware business. And so we, you know, we, we really gain a lot of, a lot of economic benefits out of, out of that idea. <clears throat> Another one that was also particularly interesting and I, I remember very well is the, the um, corporate social responsibility. So this was came out of an employee in, based in India that started looking at, not had the idea of looking, the Indian government at the time was starting requiring Indian companies to dedicate a, a, a certain amount of their, their revenue to corporate social responsibility initiatives. And so she started with that idea and became you know, a much bigger project than that. It's not that the concept of corporate social responsibility is not limited to India, it's, it, is a global, it is a global issue. And so many, um, many companies were interested in that, and that tied very well with the overall human capital management roadmap of the product. And in fact, we have now inserted that idea in. No, it's, it's become available as, as part of the DHCM product that Oracle, that Oracle offers. Uh, so that I, I would say was a particular success story. <clears throat> um, the last idea that perhaps I would like to mention is one that was, that has been perhaps more recent and hasn't yet come out of of an outcome. It is an idea that I personally I personally really really like and I'm trying to, to push both within my team as well as outside of my organization. And it is it is about the not leveraging artificial intelligence for contract setup and generation. So um, Oracle has a set of products um, that are about generating, automat automat automating the generation of contracts, uh, or sales contracts in particular, and the configuration of those products is extremely expensive, just to not to give, uh, just to give an order of magnitude. We just not change from one, or we are actually in the process of changing from one generation of those products into the next generation of those products. And the, I think it was, if I remember correctly, it was like 60 people for 200 days that needed to re-enter the setups for, for this contract. It was a, a huge investment to configure this. So the products are extremely powerful because once you have them in place, you can, you can generate all of your sales contracts automatically without any touch, so you can accelerate your your deal velocity, you can dramatically reduce your, your back office cost, but no, the initial investment is very high. And the idea there was, hey, we have all this history of contracts that, that Oracle has generated, has approved, that are offered to customer, customer has accepted. 
can we leverage all that history of transactions to generate an artificial intelligence algorithm or machine learning facility that will actually look at that history to determine whether the next set of contracts can be, can be automated. And so essentially eliminating all of the, the cost of, of setting up those, um, those, uh, those contracts. So that is an idea that was, I think was proposed a few months ago. Uh, now, given that my group is in the midst of, of this implementation of contracts, I'm actually particularly interested on, on, on that product. But I think it has you know, great applicability. I haven't quite been successful yet in finding you know, the right sponsor within the company, but I'm, I'm working on it and I really like that idea. So this happens quite often that uh, an idea that, you know, that actually comes through the project, is, is uh, through the program, is well fleshed out, well presented, but doesn't always find a, um, an implementation path. But that's okay as far as we are concerned because the learning that people go through in fleshing out and being ready to present and, and so forth is, the primary goal of the program. So, so in terms of setting expectations, we try very hard not to set expectations that, you know, every project is going to find a path of implementation. There's, there is, an, as a company, the size of Oracle, obviously not every project is going to find an implementation path, yeah. but the learning is something that you're going to take away forever. Yes, absolutely. That, 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 is, that is correct. And it is actually a topic that we debate you know, very, very frequently when we, when we review this program because at times, you know, generally speaking, I think you know, people that go to the program are very satisfied with the learning experience. At times, they get, you know, they get a bit frustrated that you know, their idea, for, although was, was well-flushed and well-developed, well doesn't, doesn't find that home within, within the company. And you know, from my perspective, that is, that is perfectly okay. Oracle is a very large company, has a huge amount of resources, but does not have enough resources to follow up on every good idea. And so there has to be, there has to be a selection. And in many cases, the ideas that come up are aligned with you know, certain products that we already have in the market. So they could be perhaps new features for those products, but those product development teams already have a roadmap that is committed because of customer requirements, because of other things, and so they cannot follow up. They, they need to make a choices and they need to make choices and they don't choose they don't choose the ideas that came out from, from the program. Um, I I think that's okay, it's understandable. Is is um, no, people get out of the learn get out of the program the learning. And quite frankly, you know, when you when you're an entrepreneur and you're pitching to an investor, you also need to learn to accept the not the rejection. I think is this part yeah. of the learning experience as well. Absolutely. Well, and also I think that there is a a, a leadership identification um, that's happening through the program. There are people who are self-identifying that hey, I'm capable of doing something really intense and and you know, coming up, fleshing out an idea, I've learned all these skills, and, and this is probably a, a very good pool of people that has come together inside Oracle now over the years that are good, can be good product managers, can move from development to becoming product leaders as, as they go along. So there's a career path shift that's happening also. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And that, again, was my, my primary objective when I, when I started sponsoring the program within the company. <clears throat> So um, let's talk a bit about um, TAM. So
So total available market size is a is a concept that is of immense interest if you are doing entrepreneurship or intrapreneurship. And we have been very, very particular about trying to teach through the program everybody, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, everybody, the in one million by one million TAM holds an incredibly important place. We focus on bottom-up TAM methodology. We teach TAM analysis very rigorously and so forth. Why is the level of TAM so interesting? Um, can you mm. comment on, on that, Paolo, from yes, your absolutely. point of view? So, so from my point of view, so let, let's keep in mind Oracle is a company that has nearly $40 billion in revenue on, on an annual basis. Uh, now, if you come up with an idea and you eventually want to go and pitch it to an Oracle executive, an Oracle product development executive, and essentially you're, you're asking them to change their roadmap and shift their investment resources from what they're currently investing into your idea. You need to make sure that your idea is able to move the needle, is able to, move, to make a difference for, for Oracle. Not just not being an idea that has the potential to be profitable is not enough. Being an idea that has not good revenue, but revenue in one or two millions or ten millions is probably not good enough to, to make a difference. I think that what we no what we what we are mostly interested in is ideas that really can make a difference and that can generate significant amount of revenue for for uh, for the company. <clears throat> now those ideas clearly are very rare to come by, and um, no, and so there are, there are also that no, that is that is a challenge. Now, having said all of this, no, although Total decimal market is a very, very important topic and is a very important topic for people to study, to learn, to learn how to develop and, and, and execute. Now, when we, when we look at products within Oracle, in particular when the products are not that large on their own, like I mentioned before, for example, the corporate social responsibility. Corporate social responsibility perhaps is a very large total addressable market on its own, but when you look at corporate social responsibility within the Oracle context and within that being one of the product offering in the human capital management product line, from an Oracle perspective, that is perhaps more about top leadership than, than anything else. Right? It is um, no, a corporate social responsibility offer within no, that, that Oracle might sell to a company is likely to be sold as an add-on in the context of a larger deal, <clears throat> and so perhaps either not heavily discounted or maybe just offer at no additional cost to the customer. Um, so perhaps doesn't generate as much revenue as it would be if it were a, a standalone, not startup company that puts that, put that product to market. But it still helps in you know, positioning Oracle as a top leadership in the industry, and so that is that is another aspect that is extremely oh, important for us. <clears throat> So, you know, the venture capital industry is always looking for billion dollar, $5 billion, $10 billion ideas. Um, one thing we observe is that if you are doing a product inside of a company like Oracle, it is not necessary to have that level of TAM always to, for your product to be interesting or meaningful. 
So, for example, let's say there is an existing product within human capital management or within warehouse management or logistics or some product line where there is an existing business, Oracle has an existing business, and what you're bringing with through your idea may be a new module that is going to be able to extend the revenue potential and the TAM of that particular um, you know, segment that particular product line by another 200, 300 million dollars. That is still of interest because there is a clear go-to-market path and obviously these kinds of ideas tend to come out of organizations where there's a lot of domain knowledge. So maybe a product, maybe an engineer or a pre-sales person has deep domain knowledge, has experienced, you know, situations within their work uh, of like, oh, there, here's something, here's a problem I see customers facing, our current product does not uh, address it, and if we flesh this out and, and see if we can generate another couple of hundred million dollars worth of revenue from build, developing this product or this module adjacent to what we already have, we could, we could get another chunk of revenue. That kind of ideas are actually very welcome. Yeah. as part of this program. Yeah, absolutely. And, and perhaps even no, even a step forward is in, it's not just about generating revenue, but it's, no, as I mentioned, is perhaps is top leadership with industrial analysts, yeah. so and, uh, improving the, the, the positioning of an existing product. Or, Help with winning deals. Yeah, or you know, increasing customer satisfaction or increasing customer retention, right? So th those are all you not know, ideas that contribute to any of those factors are very, very interesting in, in, in many ways. <clears throat> so um, one point we should probably highlight is the intellectual property issue. When you are going through the one million by one million program on your own, you own the intellectual property. But of course, this is an Oracle program or whichever corporate sponsors an entrepreneurship program. I think it's a very reasonable um, conclusion that the intellectual property belongs to Oracle. So everyone who is learning the one million by one million methodology and coming up with an idea through this process, the, the intellectual property belongs to Oracle. Yes, absolutely. So this is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an Oracle-sponsored program. It is an activity that employees go through as part of their Oracle employment, and so like any other artifact that they do as part of the, the that they produce as part of the Oracle their Oracle employment, this is not intellectual properties owned by Oracle. I think that's, that's totally normal, fair. totally acceptable, and, and, and totally fair. Um, now, having said that, people also learn not skills that not should they decide to move on from the company. We hope that, and actually part of the program is actually to, not to, to help people stay within the company and give them new opportunities, and so that there is also a, a retention value for this, in, employee retention value for in this program. But, should people decide to move on, which in some cases is inevitable and is totally normal, they have learned skills that they can apply to okay. their next venture. And if they decide to be entrepreneurs rather than employees in, a, in, a, in an already established company, they, can, they certainly can apply the skills that they learn in, in the program. The, the other point is that um, people are required to do the program outside of their day job as an extracurricular. So the way to think about this here is that, um, you know, a lot of people do uh, executive MBAs or, you know, they do all kinds of training on their own time to advance their careers. So this 
uh, it's structured that it's not like you can do it in lieu of a, of a day job. You have to do your day job, and then this is happening on the side, and you're going to have to kind of make time, you know, nights, weekends, and so forth to to develop your uh, skills and studying and all of that within this program. So, uh, Paolo, actually, um, there's one point we should probably discuss before concluding this segment is, um, you know, when we started working together on this uh, experiment, the only other really well-known corporate innovation slash intrapreneurship experiment was Google's flexible time thing, which was a total failure. <laughs> what, why do you think it failed and what have we done that has been successful? What are some, what do you think are some of the, you know, decisions we made that worked? So, um, quite frankly, I'm not in a position to say whether it failed or why it failed, but I can certainly say why it will not be applicable for us or why will not, not have worked at Oracle and, and what we did differently and why what we did differently is helped, right? Um, as I said, the primary goal here was to allow people to develop skills that they would not normally gain as part of their daily job. Right? If we, I think that if we had applied a program, and I, I actually did it in, in my initial, my, on a small scale within my group in my previous, previous time at Oracle, I tried to kind of give people a bit of free time to do whatever they wanted, or, and you know, it, that doesn't quite work because people, you now if you give people free time to do whatever they want to do, what they end up doing is what they're already able to do. So they are engineers and they say, oh, I have an idea, let me start coding on this idea. And that is not what we want them to learn. What we want them to learn are skills that they will not normally, that they will not already have and that will not normally gain as part of their, their um, daily work. So for that, we need to give them a bit of guidance or perhaps a structure within, uh, a structure for them to follow. So the, the one million by one million program was perfect in that regard. It really, it has the education component that gives the structure and then it gives, uh, it gives people the hands-on experience of having an idea and developing based on what they learn. So I think it's, no, that work very, very well for us because of, because of that element. Not just giving people free time to do whatever they want doesn't necessarily allow them to, to learn new things. It, it kind of encourages them to, to go deeper perhaps in, or try on their own things that they already know how to do, and that, that is not what we wanted. Yeah. The other um, decision I think we made along the way is to constrain what they what we encourage them to work on, which I think was also an important decision. Um, we would see when we were asking for ideas early on, we would see B to C ideas a, a lot, and we categorically said we are not going to let you work on B to C ideas. You can work on B to C ideas on your own time, but if you want to be part of the Oracle One Million by One Million program, you have to work on a B2B idea because Oracle is a B2B company. Oracle is not in the business of, um, you know, B2C yeah, products. Correct. Um, and yes, we want Oracle, no, we want ideas that eventually could be applicable to Oracle and therefore B2B is, is, <clears throat> is a requirement. 
Uh, now, having said that, we also saw some ideas that perhaps started as a B2C idea, and then the you know, the participant was more. able to morph them into into a B2B variant of that idea. And that, that was also very interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. So as you can see, um, listeners, we've done a lot of experimentation, and we continue to do a lot of experimentation, and that's been the most fulfilling, deeply fulfilling part of this collaboration is that we have been very creative, we've been very collaborative, and um, and the spirit of the program has been absolutely fantastic. So uh, so I want to, from the One Million by One Million team, really thank Paolo and Susan and everybody else, the judges who've been participating uh, in, in judging every uh, session. Uh, it's it's really been a superb collaboration. It's been great pleasure working with all of you. We've learned, we've all learned. The participants have learned a lot. So uh, thank you for giving us that opportunity and uh, and making it all a success. Uh, thanks to you. The program has been a, a great success for, and I think it's not that has delivered tremendous value to Arco. So it's, it's us who, who need to thank you for, for what you allow us to do. <laughs>